everybody. It is the Monster Maverick Show. That means it's Tuesday, 4 o'clock, on the eastern uh, part of the U.S., which means, you know, whatever it means where, where you are. That's why I put up those, those countdown posts. You know, we have a worldwide uh, game, and obviously some people are sleeping right now, but that's going to be true of any time. So, uh, you know, the, the countdown feature in Peak D is just great for that kind of thing. So, whenever it reaches zero, that's when it's time to join. So we got a few people in here already. We got Krim, uh, we got Foggy Bottom, we got Jassic, we got Paco, we have Paul, and of course the ever-present Ron Dunn. Uh, and Krim is not fake newsing, at least at least not yet, which is uh, which is great. <laughs> uh, oh, there she goes. She went mute. Revises in. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't know how many of you guys watched the streams or the replays, but last week I forgot to switch my scene on OBS, so. I'm going to go ahead and do that now. Um, so for the people who want to watch along, because I do a lot of uh, a lot of browsing on the different websites, uh, Crypto Reaper is in. You can watch that on MSP Waves, or you can watch it on Vim. And Ron, do we, is the live uh, is the live stream working on ThreeSpeak or no? Last time I checked, it wasn't. But and I but I can never remember. So, oh, Rondon is typing. Yeah, so msvwaves.com slash watch, that's the best place to watch. You can, you can see my pretty face, or not so pretty face, whatever, but you can see my screen, and that's way more important. And, <laughs> you know, uh, MSP Waves updated the, the server to a US-based server, and, oh, 3Speak is working. Great. So, we're now on a US-based server instead of a German uh, base server so since i'm in the u.s the the chat already seems faster to me as far as but the the lag between when i speak and when uh well in that case ron was was typing so that's pretty cool anywho uh let's let's just let's just dive in because we got a bunch of stuff going on so you know the thing that people have been talking about in in discord lately has been well there's been a whole argument today over how much is really recorded on blockchain and you know I, i'm not a blockchain expert but i have a you know better than layman's understanding i think and i think the concerns are you know valid but kind of like overblown that's that's just my take on it you know do with do with that what you will uh the more relevant or more important topic that has been in the discord has been the the state of prices I got a few more people uh, filing in here. Um, so as you all know, uh, we have, <laughs> I've coined a new term. I call it wumping, which is whale dumping. So, you know, Jerunic, J69, they are continuing to sell and prices are going lower. So I found out today, J69 actually has some untamed cards that he's selling. So that uh, was you know, extra pressure on the market that I didn't think he had much in the way of Untamed. And it's not a lot compared to his other holdings, but uh, there is there is some. So the thing about the the listings, the market cap listings, is that like if you go to whether you go to Peak Monsters or whether you go to the uh, the bot in the Discord with the market cap command, you know, that's based on asking prices, pretty much. So you know, they, they've got, uh, in Peak Monsters, the way they do it is they, they call it listing, best listed price, and then market price. So best listing price is just whatever the ask is. And the market price is whatever, you know, 
if, if there's a more recent trade that's between the bid and the ask, and of course bids don't exist right now, then uh, it'll go with that price as a market price, which is, I, I think, more accurate. So, but either case, the, the upper limit on that number is the asking price. So when somebody, like J69, lists a whole bunch of cards for less than whatever was there before, then that lowers the value on that number. I didn't, you know, whether it's the, 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 the Splinterlands bot market cap command or whether it is, you know, the Peak Monsters calculation. So, you know, that doesn't, mean, that doesn't really necessarily mean that there's less value there because if there wasn't trading, then that number was just a random guess anyway because it was based on a non-trading list price. So, you know, people are very, especially the newer people are, are very concerned about these dropping prices and i'm gonna be the one to tell you that don't worry about it <laughs> so this is going to be the time that you're going to look back on in another two years let's say and you're going to say wow i wish i had bought more uh during that time because you know what what do you think is going to happen in the next couple of years are, are prices going to go to zero well no i mean even even at his most concentrated amount, you know, J69 had about 10% of the uh, of the market value of cards, and now he's down to you know four or five percent because he sold a bunch, and that leaves me at number two. By the way, I have about two percent, I think, right now. So, you know, is it going to go to zero? No. So I'd just say, don't worry. Pick up cards if you want to pick up cards. And true value is in people playing, not in people trading. That is absolutely true. And that is a theme that I have been harping on that, you know, everything is about user growth. The, the viability of the game and the future of the game is dependent on that. So provided that's the case, you know, lower prices are actually better for getting more users. You know, like what's the cure for high prices? High prices. What's the cure for low prices? Low prices. That's an old commodities trading joke. So, <laughs> so, you know, this is, in my view, this is a positive development, even though it is painful to look at a number that is now smaller on the screen. So I was uh, mentioning to Buffy, uh earlier, he's saying how his collection value went from 3,000 down to 2,700 overnight, something like that. And I said, well, if it makes you feel any better, my numbers are down 40,000. <laughs> so, you know, that 52 number used to be like 96, uh, right at the at the beginning of Untamed, that all-time high. And it was getting back there. It was back to 70-something, um, uh, like uh, two weeks ago. But then this whole thing started. So, you know, is what it is. It will, it will go forward. And once this washout is done, the those cards that were held in one hand will now be held in many hands. And I think that's actually a better thing for the Splinterlands, you know, economy. So Nylon, I really don't know how to pronounce your name. I see you all the time. <laughs> says, he's not, I'm not worried. Picked up some max summoners for a fraction of regular price. Time to move higher in the ranks. That's exactly right. So... You know, I actually had somebody uh, message me over the past week since the previous show. And somebody was saying, like, well, you know, I have some I have some packs and, you know, I have a couple of cards. What should I do? I said, well, you know, if you want to 
if you just want to sell, then that's okay. You know, you can just sell because this person is not really in, is not a player. It's just a, a like a passive investor kind of type. And you know, he asked me. It's like, well, what would you do? I say, well, I would just sit on it and wait for the, all this to to work its way through the market. And then once once those cards and packs are distributed wider, then the marginal tendency of selling is going to be much less, which means basically less supply higher prices, you know, after all this is done. So, you know, I'm, I am very optimistic about the future and, you know, Splinterlands is doing a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff in the pipeline. And, and, uh, so he's asking, well, what do you, what do you see as a positive in the next year? So I said, it's like, well, you know, there's going to be the land expansion. So we're going to have a whole new gameplay mode. Uh, we're going to get items and spells, which is tied in with that. We're going to have guild wars. We're going to have, uh, you know, boss battles. Um, we're going to have, you know, improved uh, user onboarding. The mobile app is going to be in the Apple Store and the Google Play Store. The, you know, possibly it'll, that app will be installed by default on Samsung, on Samsung phones, uh, which if that happens, that'll be, you know, huge. So, uh, and also, let's not forget, at least my expectation is that crypto prices, namely led by Bitcoin, will be higher in a year than they are today. So, you know, all of those are, are huge positive factors to to the Splinterlands ecosystem and the value of that market. So I am, you know, I'm optimistic. And yes, short term, lower prices, you know, can be can be sad when you look at that number go down. But uh other than that, you know, it's kind of a non-event as far as I'm concerned. But I know people are still going to freak out, so is what it is. You know, similarly, the price of crystals has been dropping. So I think we have Gerbot in here. Uh, this is all assumes they don't lose everything in the lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, I am not concerned about that. Uh <laughs> So, you know, Gerbot, oh, he's added colors now. That's fantastic. So, um, so yes, lower prices is better for bringing in people who can then buy cards, you know, at those lower prices. So we can see from the, from the chart, though, Dark Engine Crystal price has, is down. Um, so right now on Hive Engine, let me just do a refresh. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Wallet. And find deck in this giant list. I really should use uh, the decks on Steam Le or on Leo Finance, but is what it is. So right now we're at forty-three cents per thousand on Hive Engine, and on Steam Engine we are at uh, Zag about five million crystals today. That's pretty good. So, so Steam Engine's at forty-four cents per thousand. So about the same. You know, there there always is a little bit of arbitrage in there between the uh between the two different markets there but uh the people who who really have that arbitrage buttoned up are pretty good at keeping those prices the same uh but uh either way so the uh you know the price has gone down it's not it's not quite at the all-time lows as we saw in march but the <laughs> but the uh the prices are getting down there and like we saw in March, you know, when the price gets low enough, people start flipping those into packs real quick because, you know, why not, right? So, you know, I've been buying, you know, here and there. Uh, I'm actually buying on both. So I've got some orders in here. 
on the high vent on steam engine i've got i've got a few orders in on the hive engine so you know i i think i bought 150,000 something like that this morning not as much as zaku obviously he bought 5 million um Crypto Reaper says, yeah, the second the highest complaint I hear from new players, one is hard to figure out, no tutorial, which I believe is being fixed, and two is too expensive to be competitive. So yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, you know, the expense thing, it's a real thing, because, you know, a competitive deck right now is what, like four grand, even today? So if we go to Monster Market, they've got a nice little calculator. Uh, let's do that. Tools, cost estimator. So this is a pretty handy little thing if you're looking at like buying a deck or or building a deck. Um, and let's say you want to do you know reward and untamed, and we want to do everything. Well, let's just leave out dragons for the moment, and we'll do silver and exclude legendary summoners. Okay, so calculate cost. So. 350 is what uh, they are estimating even now with prices down you know however much percent so uh, that is that's a lot to drop on a on a brand new game now once people are into it and they see you know how everything works and you know they're experienced and they understand the fun of it then yeah you know people are, are spending that all day long so uh, <laughs> so for the very new player you know, the idea of that is kind of, you know, jarring, I guess. So, yeah, I think having the tutorial and having all that worked out and lower prices is all good for, for user adoption. As And that broader user adoption means more people in the ecosystem, more buying, more selling, more battles, more everything. So that's that's a bit. <laughs> excluding legendary summoners and dragons removes about 99% of the fun. And that's true. But it also removes about, like, 70% of the cost. So if we include dragons, let's just do it for funsies. Uh, if we include all that, calculate. Uh, not as bad as I thought, at least not for silver. So here it's up to 500. So basically a third more expensive <laughs> if you include those two things. And you know, the uh, legendary summoners are definitely not required if you're in a silver league. Uh, if you're in diamond and champion, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you know, there's different... There's different levels for a reason. And of course, uh, we are going to get the... Uh, this is the champion deck that was fifth last season. Yeah, 3600 bucks. Yeah, that's about right. So I said four, you know, it's close. Cheap gold dragons. Yeah, it's cheap everything right now. It's, I'm telling you, you're going you're gonna to look back on this time two years from now and kick yourself for not buying more. So I am personally, I am undecided you know um and jessica i don't know why you can't post paste images they work fine for me might be a role thing talk to ron down about that F so like for me you know i am the second uh second holder right now and after j69 is done selling i'll be the first largest holder you know we we gotta neglect aggro because you know he doesn't count <laughs> you know his his uh He's an insider, so I'm, I'm, I'd be the number one outsider, let's call it that. So, you know, I I'd honestly, you know, I want to buy more cards, and I have a bunch of decks sitting around, and I uh, I just don't know if it's, if it's actually beneficial to the game for me to have more cards. Because I've been going through mine and setting up accounts for, um, for the deck 404 system, which is the, 
new version of the Herons Unlimited. And, you know, I got a ton of cards out there. So <laughs> I'm uh, so far, I'm up to like 40 accounts that, uh, that I'm running. And, you know, that's varied levels, you know, some silver, some gold, some diamond. But, uh, but that's a lot. So, you know, I actually think that it'd be better just for everybody else to buy cards rather than for, for me to buy cards. You know, that's just my opinion. I might be wrong about that. I bet Agro would, dis would disagree and say, just buy more cards. <laughs> but, but I don't know. So I do, uh, I do enjoy getting my airdrops on the Untamed packs. And where are we at with that? So let's see. We are at 28,000 right now. 72,000 to go on the on the next on the next airdrop so you know the the guys who are trading the the pack tokens are actually doing a pretty good job about keeping things in line with the with the uh deck price so like untamed is going for 82 cents and you know the dark energy crystals are going for 43 cents Per thousand, so let's do a little quick math. So we go 0 0.004, no, one more zero, four three times two thousand, so that's eighty six cents. So that's right, right in line. Now, what what is kind of interesting is that people are neglecting the the future value of the airdrops. And I mean, granted, there's only a, a few left, but there's still something. So I'm a little surprised that there's no discount. No significant discount. I mean, there's only four cents discount right there. So, regardless, you can pick up a pack of Untamed for 86 cents right now. And, you know, when when the price of Dark Energy Crystals gets low enough, then that uh, that arbitrage or that flip, you know, will be that much more attractive. So, you know, it the time will come, <laughs> and we'll see another spike like we did, you know, after the all-time low in the previous March. Uh, let's see. Jarvie made the same argument for letting new players buy first. Definitely a valid idea. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you know, if I bought, you know, another 10,000 packs, would it really change my collection or my life or anything? It's like, eh, not really. So <laughs> it'd be fun to have. And, you know, when we get the crypto boom in the next, you know, 12 months or 18 months, then, you know, I'll be said, oh, I could have had more. But, uh, you know, is what it is. So I'm, I'm okay with promoting the, the health of the game over, you know, a little bit more for me. So I'm, I have that luxury at this point. And uh, I don't know if it's making it into the microphone at all, but if you hear any squeaking in the background, those are my new uh, baby quail chicks. They just hatched over the last couple of days. So I've got five little quail over on my table about, you know, 10 feet away from me. So not quite sure if that's coming through or not. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of the state of, of the thing. We got the lumping, the whale dumping, and I think, you know, overall it's going to be a good thing when we look back on it in the future. <laughs> so, uh, there were some other, other developments I did want to talk about. We got, uh, we got this article here, the sign up promo deal. I thought this was kind of interesting. And I don't know who Costanza is, might be one of the Splinterns. Um, but he set himself a goal of onboarding 100 active players. Every month I'm putting up a win-win deal for new players who want to test... Ah, pop-ups. Who want to test out the game. This is what I have available on offer for the coming 31 days. 
and <laughs> dumping is great. Please do. Yes. So people who sign up with uh, his referral link is giving away stuff. And, you know, I think it's great that we're seeing, uh, we're seeing, you know, people out there promoting. Because, you know, obviously referrals, word of mouth is always going to be your best marketing. And, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to make that the only marketing, which is, you know, an issue. Um, but it is definitely the best when it works. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's great to see uh, stuff like this. Please dump the cards I want to buy. <laughs> That's right. Yes, dump selectively to me, right? Um, so there was that. We had an update from Monster Market. Uh, that's that was pretty cool. You know, they've been kind of kind of slow on the on the publications lately. But here's that link, and they got a um, they got some transaction history. They got more market usage data. Uh, they had updated their you know their tools that they already had. So. Uh, all, all very cool stuff. So, you know, check them out if you haven't before. You know, personally, I use uh, Peak Monsters mostly for my buying and selling. Just is what it is. It's what I'm used to. But uh, Monster Market has definitely, you know, come up in a, in a big way. And then we have this guy. Um, you know, this European date format just kills me, you know. We had introduction and mystery potion rewards. So this is Splinter Stats. Uh, this is uh, you know Kyo Kyokiz's stuff. So it's publishing publishing stuff about um, you know rewards uh, or mystery potions and the rewards and whether it's a net sink for dark energy crystals or a net gain for dark energy crystals. So uh, you know it's just an interesting thing to talk about because you know part of the Part of the drop in price of dark energy crystals is obviously that supply is overwhelming demand, which means you know inflation is too high given the current level of demand to, to maintain prices, and that's all understandable. So one of those sinks is the mystery potions. So you can follow along uh, with this account to check out which uh, whether that's being you know net effective or not. Um, let's see, <laughs> I got a big long list of stuff from Carrie Allen about new tutorials and stuff. There are a few going here and I will, I have not watched these, so, you know, grain of salt and all that. But uh, here's, here they are. So you can check them out and, you know, we'll see, <laughs> we'll see what we see. <laughs> I'm not gonna play them right now, but uh, you can check those out and see if if they need some some feedback. Let's call it right. There is no there is no failure. There is on, there's only feedback. That's one of those NLP um, truisms that they that they have. Uh, so we got that. We got Splinter stats. We got uh, why did I keep this here? Ah yes. So earlier today, Zero Hedge came out with this post. <laughs> uh, new update about deck purchase from Monst from Monster Market. We plan to add Hive as card purchase currency. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, you know, one of the things that um, one of that changes when when the when the game migrated to the Hive blockchain is you know the only supported in market currency is is Dark Energy Crystals, and now Zach is saying that uh, they're going to add Hive as a supported currency. So. 
that's going to mean you're going to have to be some kind of market maker with dark energy crystals, which in itself is probably a good thing for that market. I mean, there are a few people trading, uh, trading, you know, uh, automated, you know, spreads and things. Uh, but you know, the more, the better, the more liquidity, the better. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so zero hedge came out with this tweet, uh, a couple hours ago. But that Trump says Americans will get another stimulus check. And I don't know what next star is. I don't know if that's the news feed or what. Um, so, yeah, so so exactly. So they're going to buy, they're going to use Hive to buy dark energy crystals and then transfer those dark energy crystals to to the seller, which is what I would expect. Uh, but, you know, that means being active in the dark energy crystal market, which, you know, great. More buyers and sellers, more liquidity, more price discovery, all to the good. So, if we get another round of stimulus, what are you gonna do with your with your stimulus checks? You know, obviously some people who have been hit hard by the lockdowns and everything, it's gonna go to food and rent and you know boring stuff like that. But if you're one of the people that's kept your job, you can use that money to buy more cards. So you know <laughs> that should help uh, with with the with the one thing that's going on. Uh, another interesting thing that's been kind of a point of contention, let's say with uh with the community on the discord is you know feedback or communication so agro announced uh, i think it was yesterday that uh he's going to start doing a weekly ama series on the on the discords just like they did before you know same channel and everything people type in questions and hear replies by voice but uh it's gonna be weekly now and they said they're gonna get matt on there yabba at least once a month so that is that is going to be fun, I think, and people will get all their their direct from the horse's mouth kind of questions answered. So that is that is sort of the state of things. So uh, we got let's see, Gandalf says, "Here's the part where I say when I think about Discord." Yeah, you know, every every uh, every platform has its adherents and its detractors, and there's actually a great uh, XKCD for that. Uh, let's see if I can find it. Does it do this one? Yeah, here we go. So, <laughs> uh, our team stays in touch over IRC. Uh, that was in 2004, 2010. Our team mainly uses Skype, but some of us prefer to stick to IRC. 2017, we've got almost everyone on Slack, but three people refuse to quit IRC and connect via g- Gateway. <laughs> Then 2051, all consciousnesses have merged with the galactic singularity, except for one guy who insists on joining through his IRC client. I just have it set up the way I want, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, it's like uh, it's like what Churchill says about democracy. You know, it's, it's the worst system, except for all the other ones. You know, uh, Discord audio definitely has problems, like the calls and things. I, I had a call fail earlier today. <laughs> they know my story. <laughs> They're on to you. So, yeah, I mean, I, I was an old school, you know, IRC2, you know, text client kind of guy way back when I had I ran Merck for years and years and I had all my custom colors and whatever set up. But, you know, it was 20 years ago. And Jesus, that was 20 years ago. That's uh, time flies, you know. So uh, I've met my wife on IRC. Well, that I did not do. I did, I did meet a girl one time on IRC, but she did not become my wife. Is the code for Discord bridge available? So, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a client or a bridge between the clients, whatever, whatever the proper terminology is. Uh, 
to uh, to get there. But yeah, IRC can do everything, right? It can read webhooks and and bring everything in. It's called Bannerbridge, apparently. So great. So you can stay on your IRC, <laughs> have your own custom channels on your own custom uh, server, and just import everything that way. I'm happy that works for you. <laughs> but uh, you know, other people move on, basically. So uh, there was there was something interesting that uh, I noticed. You know, I checked out the rewards cards with the last season ending. Then, you know, the ones that are in print. So the boogeyman is the is the earliest one that is that is currently in print. I guess. So let's go back to the market. If we look at rewards, and we put them in ID order, we can see. Scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. So Manticore's gone, Furious Chicken's gone, Fallen Spectre's gone, Beetle Queen's gone, Naga Windmaster's gone, and Boogeyman is the next one. So good Boogeyman's are rare. Okay. And then we have Spirit Miners, a legendary, Battle Orca, it's rare, Fire Spitter, Epic. Ah, give me a common. Come on. Here, here we go. So Etten Spearman is a common rewards card, and it's still under the beta schedule of 505 cards to get to a max level, you know, level 10 common. But then, as we go on, uh, if I can find one, here, Baby Unicorn. Baby Unicorn still uh, still beta schedule. Gelatinous Cube still beta schedule. And, but we are coming up on Screeching Vultures beta schedule. I should just restrict this to commons, huh? That'd be easier. Do, 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 commons. Okay, so, okay, so Barking Spider. Barking Spider is the first uh, common that's on the untamed rewards schedule, meaning you only need 400 instead of 505. And then from there on out, everything's untamed. And that affects um, Dark Energy Crystal value, and it also affects the combined rates of commons. So that's just an interesting little thing to, 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 to look at. Uh, Barky Spider is not a great example because it's not a terribly expensive card anyway, but uh, something like Nectar Queen, you know, is used quite a bit, especially in the lower levels, is going for, you know, one cent, and, you know, you only need 400 of them. So if we go to bulk, you know, 400 is going to cost uh, five, you know, what have we got here? It's 571. So, you know, compare that to baby unicorn where you know it's cheaper it's at eight tenths of a cent but you know well it's still cheaper because <laughs> nobody uses baby unicorn but uh you know the uh point is you, you need less common cards now for the for the rewards cards for the rewards commons at least you know the the rare epics and legendaries remain the same as far as combined rates but you know, uh, the commons are, you're going to have a little bit of a card discount there. So uh, that'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. You know, I do like to look at the rewards cards quite a bit, especially what's getting close to being out of print. And, you know, this is Kyokas's, uh, I don't know if it's a calculator, it's a um, you know, display that we have, uh, you can always check on the status of rewards. So the Boogeyman is at 80%, Spirit Miner is at 90%, just because of the, the change in print rates for Legendaries compared to other things when 
factoring in the 10,000 versus 100,000 kind of deal. Um, Battle Orcas at 80%, and the Kraken is at 80%, 83%. So, and then it's it's down from there. Uh, Zalbran Afrit is 82%, Serpentine Mystic 72%. So we probably won't see those uh, come out the uh, in this season. They won't go out of print, but probably next season they'll be gone. And, um, you know, just a reminder, if you're going to burn your rewards cards, or any cards, uh, better off to send them to Deck 101 instead. And I was talking with Gerber, we came up with a new promotion. So every day, uh, people are sending their stuff to Deck 101 for burning. And we, we give them a 1% bonus, basically. So you get more, more Dark Energy Crystals if you send them to Deck 101 than if you burn them yourself. Great. Uh, in addition to that, every card you send in is going to be a ticket in a raffle. And every day we're going to pick a raffle winner, and the winner of that raffle is going to receive an orb. So orbs are out of print. And 20, every 24 hours, or let's call it once a day, we're not going to do it exactly 24 hours, uh, once a day we're going to pick somebody uh, who has sent in cards, and they're going to get one of those orbs. And who knows, you know, maybe you get, you know, a gold foil, uh, you know, Minotaur Warlord or... or uh, Lord of Fire or something. So, you know, very, very much uh, worth your while, basically. A little little added fun, a little added spice to the whole thing. And, you know, if you go and buy them on, on Hive Engine, let's see what orbs are going for. Orbs are going for a buck seventeen right now. So, you know, that doesn't mean it's it's worth $1.17 because it depends on what's inside, you know, once you open it. Or you could just hold it and speculate on the price of orbs going up, um, you know, over time. So, just thought I'd make that announcement. It's fun stuff. Um, now, not that it's open yet, but, you know, we're not sure how long we're, we're going to continue this promo. You know, it'll be at least the end of this current season, which I guess is another week or so. Uh, we are at 8 days and 11 hours on that. So, we'll, go, we'll continue it for at least 9 days. Uh, after that, though, you know, maybe we'll renew it, maybe we won't. So, you know, it's it's your behooves you to <laughs> to get your burns in now. So, where's where's my Elmo burning gif? Let's see, Elmo burning. There we go. I just love that. I <laughs> love that little guy with the burning fire. I remember in whatever year it was ninety five or ninety six. The Tickle Me Elmo craze that was the malls. Ugh. Anyway, crazy times. <laughs> but I like seeing them on fire. That's, that's good stuff. Um, yeah, so, you know, the, the new rewards cards that came out at the beginning of, you know, end of last season, beginning of this season, have been doing, I think, really well. Um, if we go over to the market and we... Let's just look at the regulars. Regular, do, do, do. So let's go to, uh, like, sandworms are 8 cents. Uh, actually, more than that. So they're, they're, sandworms are 15 cents a piece because, you know, they're that, that huge sneak ability. Uh, and, you know, even at level 1, it's got a 5 attack. So, you know, very, very useful, especially in slow uh, matches. You know, Phantasm uh, is going for... Uh, 1.5 cents, and ant miners are going for 2.2, or really three. That, that 2.2 is a little bit slow. Uh, you know, very very handy to have scavenger uh, ability, and you know some shields. 
so that's all that's all good and you know scavenger shields makes for interesting takes you know even though they start off at low health uh, if we go on to the rares we can see that let's see any standouts here well i mean not really standout but i mean all of them are just doing well so silver shield silver shield sheriffs 20 cents grim reaper 17 cents phidias rage 17 cents captain's ghost 15 kelp initiate is 14 gloriac soldiers 11 Satori Mage is the low man on the totem pole at 11 cents, uh, which is a little surprising. But, uh, you know, I thought that repair ability would be quite useful with Earth. And on the epics of the new guys, can't seem to aim my mouse quite right. Uh, we've got Critch, you know, an epic summoner going for 40, 45 cents. Onyx Sentinel is actually doing better, uh, which is surprising because, you know, summoners usually do really really well compared to monsters but you know the market is speaking uh onyx sentinel is going for 64 cents right now <coughs> excuse me so i mean i would say just you know good job by the team <laughs> you know <laughs> they, they did a bang-up job of, of releasing the new the new summoners uh you know we got the spirit druid and bila the radiant uh dollar 23 on Bila and Spirit Druid is $1.90. So yeah, people like them. People are buying them. And let's see what, uh, if we just do all of them, what are we uh, looking at here? So total value is 440000 using market prices, which is quite a bit. That was one of the points that Agrid made on his um, roundtable discussion on that crypto show. That, uh, you know, they give these away for free, and the market values them at, you know, several hundred thousand dollars. Kind of amazing uh, when you think about the, the value that is created through, you know, subjective, uh, subjective wants. So, very, very cool stuff. So, uh, let's take a look. Buy my golden druid. Yeah, at Steam Dan, I think you had it up for a hundred thousand Dark Engine Crystals. Is that right? Um, hive data... There we go. 100,000 deck. That's right. I think that's actually a pretty decent price. So that's, you know, call it $43 US. And if we look at the golds, uh, gold, legendary. Uh, so that's, that's actually half price compared to uh, what's on the market right there. Uh, maybe not quite half price, maybe 60 percent 65 percent something like that but that is that is steam dan's own uh card there so you know yenos or yeno three or whatever you say 81 dollars is the next one so if you're in the market for a golden druid then uh yeah talk to steam dan there he's got one for sale and <laughs> uh yeah so if we look at battles let's zoom out a little bit uh let's do just to do beginning of the year. How about that? Yep, January. Yeah, that's fine. Seventy-eight dollars for one. That's right. So here we've got battles. Obviously, we get the spikes for, um, for what you call it, for season endings. But uh, we see that nice upward trajectory that started back in, well, let's call it beginning of April. Uh, just a nice smooth upward trajectory, uh, which I like to see. Uh, as far as users go, we got 
Um, well, if we include all the transacting, so let's just look at that for a second. So all transacting, we're at, uh, you know, average of 4,200 over the last six months or seven months, six months, right? No, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, again, a nice upward trajectory uh, starting at that same time in April. So uh, generally, I just look at the, the all real players uh, metric, which is at 5,500. You know, so we're at we're at all time highs. You know, on a on a seasonal kind of basis, which I like to see. Um, purchases, cards, uh, seeing a lot of delegation. A lot of that is me. <laughs> Not all of it, but a lot of it. Um, let's see, packs, booster packs. Um, we got that huge spike from. I guess that was untamed. Uh, opening or no that was not the untamed opening that was the promo the halfling promo but uh yeah so you know we're cruising along with the summoners so or sorry not with the summoners with the packs being sold going towards airdrops which will be legendary summoners so there was a tweet out there that uh, uh that splitterlands put out and let's see if i could find it here uh da -da. Nope. I'll just do a find. Oh, come on. It was Splitterlands, I think. Here we go. Lightning crashes as turbulent waters of the sea call you to greater adventure than ever. With a deep breath, you steer yourself into the storm's darkening maw. Your boat will be tossed wherever it may, but you will fearlessly quest onward. So I like this tweet a lot. Uh, because this reminds me of the legendary summoner lore that I submitted during the Kickstarter. So, uh, you know, I just had this thing where when I have packs and I open them, they <laughs> I just get a lot of water splinter. I don't know why. I don't plan it. Uh, but I end up with more water than anything else. So way back in the old days, um, you know, I had 100 packs and I had two gold foil frost giants this is before we knew that frost giants was like the the worst of all the legendary monsters but i was super excited i made a post about it and i said something about luckiest pull ever in the history of Slitherlands or steve monsters at that time whatever it was so when i had the opportunity to um when i had the opportunity to submit lore for a legendary summoner from the untamed kickstarter i just i decided to lean into it and just do uh, a water uh, summoner so the idea behind the lore was that you know this guy's you know uh, he's gone through training you know he's in the he's in the the water splinter and he's you know doing his summoner thing and he's just kind of average right but then you know he goes out in the ocean he's hits into a storm he falls underwater and he's drowning so in that moment of drowning the uh as he's you know about to black out and drown then you know he that panic that that panic of you know death creates the inspiration to reach new heights of of, uh, of, of you know summoning ability so uh my idea was that like you actually your friendly team loses something whether it's like one health or whatever uh and then gains extra on the magic uh so 
that was that was the idea. I don't know what the team is doing with that, but I think you know this this tweet and this image kind of is playing into that. So that's what I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna do until uh, <laughs> that's what I'm gonna go with at least until proven otherwise. So we'll see how that goes. And I thought I replied to this. Oh yeah, I did. I said sounds like a certain legendary summoner I knew. I know. Uh, Crypto Reaper is asking, are you planning on making deck 404 guilds yourself or any new updates on death? So yeah, so uh, we are building those out. Uh, we're currently testing, um, you know, having mass accounts and making sure there's no glitches and everything. But we are going to be holding uh, public uh, acceptance to the to both the players and the owners until we know what the deck floor system is going to be because what i don't want to happen is i don't want people to set up a bunch of accounts and then the deck floors come out and realize that oh this account i set up is only going to get me to silver two when it used to get me to diamond one and i i calculated my you know my returns based on that diamond one assumption and then have to go back and undo everything so i don't want to deal with that hassle that's a common theme you'll find <laughs> in all the projects i'm in i set things up so i don't have to deal with hassle so you know, with that major change coming, we're going to wait until after that is done and implemented, which hopefully won't be long. Uh, I'm my my optimistic guess is two to three weeks. So, uh, you know, we know we're going to have at least seven days from, you know, Splinterlands policy in that they will give us seven days notice of major changes. Um, so we know it's at least that long, but I don't think it'll be too much longer than that. And then once that's done, we still have a couple of decisions to make as far as uh, whether we're going to um, whether we're going to uh, wait rewards because uh, the current thinking is that you know we're going to have you know x number of players and those players are going to hold um, they're they're basically going to be ranked based on how much they contribute in playing ability to the uh, to the rewards and then the rewards will be pooled and then split out amongst that ranking. And the the reason to do that is just to limit the variability. So, you know, it does happen that if you're in if you're in, you know, gold three and you get, you know, however many rewards cards it is, and one of those is a gold foil legendary, then yeah, you made out like a bandit. That does happen. But most of the time it doesn't, right? So the uh so in order to, to even everything out, so nobody has like a, a terrible experience and nobody has a fantastic experience, the um, the the rewards are going to, the 50% of the rewards that are going to players is going to be uh, divvied up according to their contributions, basically. And we're thinking about doing the same thing along the lines of the, the owner's contributing cards. So what that does is it gives us an interesting opportunity to allow people to com contribute less than full playing accounts. So, and, you know, a lot of this will depend on how the deck floors are implemented. So it might be, who is we? We is me and Gerber, mostly. Uh, Eco Instant is, is also uh, contributing some advisory, um, or Farmer Eco, depending on where you know him from. So, you know, Depending on, on how the deck floor system is, is implemented, it could be that if we, if we basically tokenize all of the contributions, then we can, we can average all that out 
So it might be that, okay, so we have, you know, X number of cards in this particular account. It's like, we need the, these 14 other things. And now because we're tokenizing the whole thing, then we, it opens up that opportunity to owners saying, hey, we need somebody to contribute a whatever, um, you know, a, a Zalran Afrit, uh, you know, max level. And then you can fill that need and get, get credit based on that contribution of a single card or 14 cards or however many cards rather than the account level. So uh, A, that smooths out uh, ROI for owners and allows us to fractionate those different things that wasn't available before. So under like the Heron system, you had to have a whole deck uh, one way or another. If we tokenize it this way, then you don't. So that that is interesting. Um, and I think that might be a lot more attractive to people because like if you have if you have your own playing deck and then you have like three other cards, it's like, well, what do you do with those three cards? You could sell them. Uh, you try to rent them, you know, if and when rentals really make a comeback. And uh, or you maybe you could do this and just earn some passive uh, ROI from them. So uh, I think that is going to be probably the way we go, but no promises. So that's, <laughs> that's my development update on, on deck 404. So, so far testing is going well, as far as, you know, you know, the distribution uh, mechanics are working. We had a couple hiccups, but those are fixed because Gerber is amazing when it comes to uh, coding and, uh, and updating and supporting and all those kinds of things. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's the story. We're going to wait until deck floors are out, and then we will implement based on whatever that is. So, I hope that answers your question. And Crypto Reaper's typing something. It's always so, like, you know, do you want to wait until somebody finishes typing, or do you just want to keep going? Uh, what if I loan you guilds? Do I get tokens for that? Yeah, probably. We can make something like that work. Because, um, you know, the the and for anybody who doesn't know, uh, you should go to, if you're not in a guild, uh, go to the guilds tab, and I'm in Immortal Gods, but if you go over to um, uh, to the idea, or the, the main page, is it on here? Oh, you've got to, can't do it in this account. But basically, you know, as your, as your guild level levels up, then you get a bonus to Dark Energy Crystals. You get a discount on potions. So uh, those are, those are the benefits. You know, so if, um, if you're in a guild, then the team will make more Dark Energy Crystals. So everybody in the guild will make more Dark Energy Crystals. And that, that Delta could be something that we, that we work out, like, you know, you know, half of the savings or half of the increase would go, you know, to the to the guild owner and half of the increase would go to the to the accounts. Something like that. I don't know. No promises, no warranties expressed or implied, but uh, just uh, <laughs> just talk it out loud here, which is what I do for the Monster Maverick show as I talk out loud. Uh, let's, let's see. We got. Oh, here we go. That's the chart I was looking for. Yeah. Level one. Uh, you get 50, you need 15 quests, you get a 1% Dark Energy Crystal, and all the way up to level 10, you get a 20% Dark Energy Crystal bonus. I didn't realize it was that big, uh, but that's great. You know, so I'm, I'm in Immortal Gods, which is the number one guild, not bragging or anything, I'm just saying. Because <laughs> uh, uh, most of that is not me, <laughs> but it is a level 10, so I guess I get a 20% bonus 
on dark etching crystals. You know, I also use a lot of uh, gold foil. I also use a lot of alpha. I use I use some alpha gold foil, so I get I get bonuses stacking pretty good on the dark energy crystal generation. And you know, I'm only number earlier today I was like 113 or something. Uh, oh, I dropped to 133. This is what happens when you only play quests. Uh, but uh, but yeah, you know, I still make however much I make a day. I don't really follow it exactly, but it's good stuff. You know, I mostly play for the cards, honestly. I like the rewards cards. I like when the when the chest is shaking and you know it's going to be a legendary. Uh, yeah, terrible. <laughs> uh, I only have 56 battles this season. That's that's not a lot, but I won 44 of them. That's pretty good. I had a streak of 20. I was on a streak for a while. I had like three, three daily quests in a row that, that I won, but I was up to... Um, I was up to like 42-something, you know, just over the line into Champion 2. I was like, well, you know, I'm having a good streak. Maybe if I continue, I'll get up to Champion 1, but, you know, later today. And then the first match I tried, I just got my ass kicked. So I was like, forget it. I'll play more quests tomorrow. I, pl I play a lot better with the focus of having a, a quest, you know, it's with a Splinter or whatever. Ron's at 637. Nice. Uh, there used to be a way to... Look at somebody's rank in this list. There used to be a little search box, but I guess that's not there anymore. Or, or you can do it here. Uh, Ron Don. <laughs> that's a way higher number than 133. It sure is. So Ron Don's not in a guild. He's not getting a Dark Energy Crystal bonus to his battles. And here, like he won 27 crystals, but he could have won more. If he was on a level 10 guild, he could have won whatever 120% of that is, so 32, 33, I'm just saying, you could have done that, and uh, we're coming up here on the end of the hour, it is something 55, depending on what time zone you're in, let me know, I'm not in control of my guild, so I'm not a guild leader, I'm just in the guild, and it's full, <laughs> and you can join one of Crypto Reapers, so <laughs> uh, we got about five minutes left, and then, yeah, so what Rondon is referring to, and I will state this publicly, no problem. We did a challenge match in Silver League, and he beat me one time. So, uh, <laughs> guilds, guilds cost to set up. You have to, you have to pay in Dark Energy Crystals. I think if you, all the way to level 10 is like 2.7 million crystals, something like that. Uh, but, you know, some, some guilds have a fee to join, some don't. Uh, it just depends on how you have it going. Uh, you know, and like I said, we're coming up on the hour. Next up, we got Scaredy Cat Guide here. He has the next show, which is follows right after this one, uh, called the Scaredy Cat Investor Show. And he talks about all crypto stuff, charts, and, you know, things going on in the industry. And looks at sometimes he looks at stocks, things like that. We've been talking a lot in the Leo Finance channel about uh, different strategies and options and things. Tesla's been going nuts. Uh <laughs> So, I don't know if you, any of you guys are in Robin Hood, but uh, you are part of the problem, if you are. <laughs> Maybe gambling on Tesla, that's right. So, you know, uh, I'll, I'll let him tell the story, you know, on his show, but, you know, he took a, took a brave stand earlier today on Tesla, fighting, fighting the herds of Robin Hood traders, you know. So, I wouldn't do it, but, uh, you know, some people live for that gambling, uh, that gambling high, I guess. You know, my trading is much more boring. You know, it's index, you know, volatility stuff. But, 
you know, to each their own. It's important to find your own trading style. And that goes for goes for everything. It goes good for, you know, what you're doing within Splinterlands. It goes for stocks and bonds, mutual funds, options, commodities, currencies, crypto, whatever you're into. So uh, you got to find something that fits with you. So just in, I will tell you, back in 2003, 2004, something like that, I was day trading my own account. And it was, so I did that because I didn't want to have a job. I was 20, whatever. 23, 24. At the time, I said, I don't want to go to work for the man. I want to work for myself, right? And started day trading. And I gave myself the worst job you could possibly have because, I mean, it was so ridiculous, especially in those times, you know, smartphones didn't exist. You had to be at the computer. And, you know, I'd be like, I'd be like trying to not go to the bathroom because I might miss a move in, you know, Apple or whatever it was. So crazy stuff. I do not recommend day trading, at least for me. It does not fit with my personality. I like, you know, the kind of smooth and steady swing trading type setups. So the point of all that is to match your trading style to your personality. Some people like to buy stuff, never look at it again, and wake up at, uh, you know, at retirement age, hopefully have some money. Other people like the stress of being much more active. So (laughs) literally the same situation, scaredy cat. So, yeah. Uh... You know, and, and, you know, applies to the Splitterlands market right now. You know, prices are dropping. And for me, that's fine. I think, uh, I think it's, it's going to be the last, last opportunity for, for cheap cards is going to be this period of time right now. And over the next however many weeks, you know, it takes to, to go through all this stuff. But that wraps it up for me. And uh, coming up next, like I said, you're going to hear Scaredy Cat. There's going to be... You know, you'll hear my outro, and then you'll hear 30-second uh, MSP Waves talking about how you can advertise on MSP Waves if you like, and then it'll be into the Scaredy Cat Investor Show. So, everybody, thanks for coming out. Thanks for tuning in, and replay will be up in know, sometime within 24 hours, and uh, I'll put a, put a post up, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.